The FT. Two West African countries, Ivory Coast and Guinea, have recently held presidential elections, regarded as their first democratic vote since independence. Peaceful change could herald a new era of prosperity for the people of both countries, which are leading commodity exporters. But the threat of violence also looms if the results are disputed. On the line is Tom Burgess, the FT's West Africa correspondent. Tom, let's take a look first at Ivory Coast. It was hoped that this long-delayed election would help restore some prosperity to the country, which remains divided after a civil war, but the results have been delayed. How bad a sign is this? It is quite a bad sign. As you say, there was a certain amount of guarded optimism before these elections that you would finally be able to overcome this north-south division that drove the 2002 civil war and left the north in, in the hands of the rebels. What's happened now is extraordinary scenes in, in Abidjan where supporters of Laurent Gbagbo, the president, uh, prevented the Electoral Commission from reading out partial results. At the moment, the Electoral Commission appears to be pretty much on lockdown and there aren't any signs of those results being forthcoming. What that means, uh, and that the noises that are starting to come out of the opposition, which seems convinced that it won these elections, is that they are going to feel that they've been cheated out of a victory and that Laurent Gbagbo is staying in office despite the results going against him. Gbagbo's team say that in the north there was intimidation and there was interference in the voting, and that means that part, some of those results should be annulled. Analysts and experts on, on Ivory Coast find it quite hard to see a scenario whereby you get anything better than just the, the status quo, the standoff continuing and, and possibly uh, more dangerous scenarios. What are the policy differences between the two presidential contenders, or do they simply represent different ethnic groups? It's all about identity, really. For many, many years, there's been a fairly poisonous strand of Ivorian politics, which has been about Ivorite, who is and who isn't an Ivorian. This is in a region, of course, where colonial era borders don't really mean a great deal in terms of people's ethnic identity or their loyalties. And so you have those countries there, Ivory Coast, next door, Guinea, also Liberia and Sierra Leone, all of which have seen greater or, or lesser degrees of, of conflict over the past couple of decades. You have ethnic tribal allegiances that go across those borders and in the north of Ivory Coast, you have people who've been styled by Southerners as not being Ivorian. And this rhetoric has come back during the election and it's those questions that are, that are dividing people, really, in a sense of who can capture the centre. Turning to Guinea, the result has been declared in that election in favour of long-time opposition leader Alpha Conde, but his opponent, Selu Jalu, doesn't seem prepared to accept the verdict. How close was that vote, and what happens next? Well, you have a similar scenario in Guinea, if you like. Um, but many, many, many years of, of misrule, of dictatorship, and then, through force of circumstance, as much as anything else, you get a situation where the military government decides it's going to hand over to a civilian president. That election was very closely fought, and as you say, Alpha Conde was declared the winner. His opponent has sent what we hear is a very thick file of objections to the Supreme Court, the highest court in Guinea, challenging those results. The results were very, very close, but it, it appears that Alpha Conde did score a victory there. What happens next with that? It's very difficult to tell. Alva Conde seems to be trying to create a sort of uh, a feeling of a unity government, promising positions here and there. Salou, the, his, his rival, appears, as you say, very reluctant to accept those results. But in the bigger context of what's happening there, and we should have an idea in the next few days um, what the Supreme Court will decide, again, you have this question of ties within a very volatile region. Everything from infrastructure to ethnicity connects Guinea, Ivory Coast, Sierra Leone, Liberia. 
don't forget Sierra Leone and Liberia also heading into election season. So we need four countries, especially with, with intense interest in uh, the mining sectors, especially in Guinea and Liberia, as well as Sierra Leone at the moment. What you have is one scenario whereby these elections start to cement some sort of popular role in these countries. Investment can come into underdeveloped mineral sectors. You can start to, to move away from the terrible years of war. On the other hand, if ethnic competition, if flaws in the process, if anything like this starts to destabilize one or more of those countries, that unrest could potentially feed across all of them. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.